Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Hello, I'm Kyla and you're listening to A Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're glad you could be here to join us. Before we get in the Word, Layla, can you please open us up in prayer? Yes. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for today and for the time that you've given us to explore your word, Lord, and learn about you. And I invite you into our midst to continue to teach us, Lord, so that we can grow and mature and become the men and women that you have called us to be, Lord, and that you've designed us to be. And just show the fruits that you've instilled in us, Lord, and that you formed in us since we were in our mother's wombs, Lord. And I just thank you for your goodness, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, amen. Well, thank you for joining us. We are blessed to have you with us. I'm John. We're, we're here with my wife, Kamisha, and our four children, Kyla, Layla, the Charles, and Promise. So, welcome. Now, before we get started in, in the book of Daniel, which is where we start, we just want to share a couple of um, testimonies with you, um, some events that happened. So, I'll let you, you begin there. Kamisha. Oh, okay. Um, yesterday, John and I, we were looking for some particular um, Christian items. So we went to a, a, a Christian bookstore called Heaven and Earth. Um, it's located on Fordham Drive in Virginia Beach. So if anybody happens to be in the Hampton Roads area, go out and visit them. It's a really beautiful store. Um, mm-hmm. The presence of God is surely there when you walk Absolutely. in. You know, there's praise and worship music playing. And, you know, they are serious about their commitment to the Lord. But... We want to share an interaction that we had with the employee that was working the register. I think her name is Jennifer. 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 Yes. She's a very sweet lady. Mm-hmm. She was telling us about how their attendance or their, their what do they call patrons to the store, yes. has quadrupled Absolutely. since before the American election that just happened. She said, um, and I think maybe in particular she's talking about the inauguration, but since that time... She has seen more people coming into the store than she's ever had before, which, of course, is a blessing and to be celebrated in and of itself. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that really stood out to us is that she said it was the people in their 20s, that that age group that was coming in and buying Bibles faster than she's ever seen. She called it an alarming rate. Uh, Yes. (laughs) So that was, quote, unquote, you know, alarming rate that they were snatching the word of God off the shelves and taking it for themselves. And, you know, she said that they reflected to her technologies. It's okay. It's it's good. It's fine. But we need something stronger than that. We need to read and hold the written word of God for ourselves to understand, you know, what to do in these times and where to go and who our hope and our trust is in and should be in so Mm -hmm. that was you know just a testimony to the goodness of god and one of the scriptures that you know as we were you know speaking with one another we reflected on is that when evil abounds grace does abound much more so Mm -hmm. in it when it seems like the enemy is doing anything and trying to rise up god is much greater and he comes in with more grace to cover that wickedness and to um rebut it refute it 
and dispel it, which is a blessing. And it should be an encouragement to us as believers because we never have to be afraid of what the enemy is trying to do because our God's greater. Greater is he who is in us than he that is in the world. So did you have any other thoughts about that, honey? No, I just thought it was great. And she said it was, what, four times, Mm -hmm. uh, like an increase, a fourfold increase, Mm -hmm. just that one age group. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, yes, also that is, as I understand, one of the last, if not the last remaining Christian bookstore in the Hampton Roads area. Mm -hmm. So um, I want to encourage everybody, if you are in the area and need Christian supplies, Mm -hmm. books, Bibles, things of that nature, please go go check them out. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can also... Purchase from them online at heavenandearthonline.com. Mm-hmm. So, and if you want to go to the store, they are located on Fordham Drive in Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. So go down, visit with them, and be blessed. It's nice to see people that truly love the Lord and, you know, are carrying and walking in the anointing of the <laughs> Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ. You know, it was... Amen. And I think she also said that on her mind is even more now than ever, Jesus is coming soon. Absolutely. And we say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We're, we're waiting on him with great anticipation. And um, the second testimony that we wanted to share with you is that effective as of uh, January 2021, a day of prayer podcast has been downloaded by people on every inhabited continent in the world. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. It was uh, exciting. Uh, for whatever reason, um, South America was holding out. <laughs> but the Lord has, has opened up that continent as well as far as, and that's just going by the number of downloads. doesn't even begin to uh, account for the number of people that have listened mm-hmm. to the podcast, have been blessed by the word, fed the word, and are growing just by listening, not even by the amount of downloads. So, uh, the word is going forth, and we are just blessed to be a part of what the Lord is doing. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to share that those two things with each of you. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that we haven't advertised our podcast. We haven't actively bought any ad time. Um, you know, we didn't have the resources. And <laughs> up front, you know, God has opened the door, and we have some wonderful partners Absolutely. that sow into the ministry and that um, partner with us. And we have listeners that are, you know, spreading the word, but we haven't actively sought out to find um, a, a place or increase. And that that's purely you're here because God brought you here. You know, some people Absolutely. we may know personally and, and said, hey, we got a podcast and check us out. But on the we're pretty well reserved to America <laughs> with their, our, our contacts. <laughs> well, so. I mean, there, there's some international ones. However, um, I don't know them. for the number of countries that have downloaded and tuned in, it, it's, you can't even put a, I mean, you can't put a number on it, but it, it's, it's, it doesn't line up, if you will. It's far beyond what far we beyond, do exactly. on our own. So, so. God has been doing the work, and we owe all the glory to him, and we are just so grateful for what God is doing in this ministry, and we're thankful to each of you who listen to this podcast and who share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others and refer others to listen and share and join in with us. So we just want to say thank you. Thank you, God, first and foremost, but thank you all as well for partnering with us. Mm -hmm. All right. It's time for Daniel. Let's get ready to get in the Word. Mm -hmm. All right, so... I get a volunteer to read Daniel 
chapter one. Let's go into the first. Let's go four verses. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll read. In the third year, to, in the third year of the reign of Jerichim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jerichim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace in whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. Mm-hmm. All right, so in that section, there clearly has been, I'll say here, the people of Israel are in the midst of disaster. All right, if we look at it with our natural eyes, right? They they are, but they've been captured and are in the midst of being taken into captivity. Sounds like they're, they're in there. They may have just recently right. gotten there. Exactly. But they've been taken captive, and now they're being positioned um, into whatever places that the, the King Nebuchadnezzar had for them. Right. So as we look at that, it's a, a very harsh opening to this book of the Bible that we are going to, to discuss and, and go through and let the Lord reveal things to us. But also... With that, the Lord also wants us to have a, a foundation, right? The foundation is first in him, but the Lord reveals things, just like he did with Moses, right? He gives us, uh, or he revealed to Moses the background. This is the history, right? And it, from the garden all the way to, well, where they were present day. It's like how you got to where you are now. Exactly. So <clears throat> in order to understand everything that is happening in the book of Daniel, let's take some some time to to reflect, if you will, and, and look at Scripture that helps clarify why the people in, in Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or, but the people of Israel in this this book are in captivity, experiencing the things that they are. All right? Yes. Okay. So, can I get a volunteer to read Isaiah chapter 39, please? I will. All right, LaCharles. At that time, Merodach, Baladin, the son of Baladin, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that he had been sick and had recovered. And Hezekiah was pleased with them and showed them the house of his treasuries, of his treasures, sorry, the silver and gold, the spices and precious anointment, and all his army, all that was found among his treasures. There was nothing in his house or in all his domain that Hezekiah did not show them. Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say, and from where did they come to you? So Hezekiah said, They came to me from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, 
They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that is in your house and what your fathers have accumulated until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And they shall take away some of your sons who will descend from you, whom you will beget, and they shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. So Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which you have spoken is good. For he said, At least there will be peace and truth in my days. Mm. You smiled a little bit when you read that, with Charles. Why? Because, like, normally when you hear disaster, nobody is saying, oh, thank you, Lord. I know. You could see that he was uh, prideful and only thought of himself and selfish in his actions because he didn't care about his descendants or his sons and what what happened to them. He cared about himself in the moment. It seemed good to him in the moment because he knew... I don't have to deal with any of that stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> so he had a little bit of self-preservation. Is that what you're saying? Yes. That that it kind of comes across as selfishness. Well, I would also say, I think he's probably learned by this time what God says is what God says. Yes. And sure, um, I think the Lord even tells us to be grateful, you know, if you're not with child or nursing in the day of destruction, because at least you can get away swiftly. <laughs> That's my interpretation of it. <laughs> at least you can run faster. That's my interpretation of why you should be grateful. Because I, I, I've, I've, I've been with child and I've nursed. It does slow you down. You have other concerns that you have to be concerned with. And it, your movement is not for yourself. So um, him saying, at least I'll get away, is, yeah, it sounds kind of rough. But I can also understand where he's coming from. But, um, and I think he's also learned. When God speaks, well, God, He's telling the truth. So it means what He says, right? And you can what he says. you can also read about this exact thing in Second Kings, chapter twenty, verses twelve through nineteen. Right, but let's also note that there is an aspect of pride in there, right? Mm-hmm. And if you read, especially in Second Kings, it it follows the miraculous movement. And protection of the Lord in defeating Sennacherib. Mm-hmm. And, and does say, if you really study that out, that there was pride. Following that. Event. Following that, right, exactly. So, Which led to him, the Lord, sending Isaiah, telling them, you're going to die, get your house in order. And exactly. And then this is the one who turned his face to the wall and began to petition and articulate, remind God, not that God ever forgets, that he had done good things for the Lord and asked for mercy. So, and it, it does describe that he turned from that pride and prayed, humbled mm-hmm. himself, and then the Lord averted destruction and also gave him some um, reassurance in that time of he would have another child, he would establish some things, exactly. give him peace. And so Hezekiah just wanted to make sure his word of God was still intact. <laughs> so wait, that didn't change anything. No, and who to, you know, like it didn't change anything what I did to affect the promise that God has already given me, but some troubles coming down the line, but the word of God, what he said according or concerning me still stands. So mm-hmm. it is an odd thing. I'm not sure how many people would take a stranger and show them where they keep their jewels and show them the combination to the safe. You know, and, and show them the every house. piece of jewelry or every, right? I mean, um, even though they're, they're relatives, of a sort, but by this time, 
Chaldea. That's where Abraham came from. That's where um, Isaac got his wife. Jacob got his wives. The first, yeah, all of them came from there. So they are kinfolk, distant relatives, but kinfolk nonetheless. And God seems to keep remembering that. Um, sorry, yep. honey. No, no, that's, <laughs> that's all good and, and valid. But there's still an aspect of who are they serving? Who there's did? everyone, both, right? The Chaldeans, mm-hmm. but also Israel. Are they serving the Lord? Because that's, that's who the Lord ordained for Israel to serve. And the Chaldeans, clearly not, right? If we go back to, to Daniel, right? The beginning of Daniel. What's it say? Exactly what happened when, that the Lord described. He carried into the land of Shinar the house, to the house of his God, and he brought all the articles into the treasure house of his God, right? Mm-hmm. So it took the articles from the house of the Lord. Mm-hmm. The true and living God. The true and living God mm-hmm. into the house of the God that well, King Nebuchadnezzar served. Mm-hmm. When uh, traditionally, when Abraham was in Chaldea or the Chaldeans, they served the moon and the sun and the stars. Same kind of thing. Well, you find the same traits like Egypt and everybody that falls under that deceptive spirit of idolatry and false gods. It's usually roughly the same kinds of things, mm-hmm. and it's our God who stands apart because He is the true and living God. Exactly. But then let's let's also not stop there because this was initially spoken as we just pointed out. Discussed through Isaiah, the prophet. Mm-hmm. The Lord doesn't forget his word. He's not slack mm-hmm. right, in upholding and being faithful to uphold his word. Right? So now if we go to Jeremiah chapter 25. <clears throat> the Lord, through Jeremiah, speaks and reminds them of the 70 years of desolation, if you will, of captivity. Uh, we're not going to read, it's, it's literally the whole chapter. So we're not going to read the entirety of this. All right, but I want to point it out so you, each of you, in your own time, uh, can just listen to what we're going to discuss about it, but then read it for yourselves and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. Mm-hmm. And and search and and find out if what we're saying is truth. Absolutely. And I think it's beneficial because some it's easy to go uh, take a perspective of this is just where we are right now. And if you isolate the incidences, you miss the instruction and the information that can help you avoid coming to this place in the future, or, you mm-hmm. know, like returning to it over again. If you keep doing the same things over, you can't expect to land in a different place or have a different outcome or result. So when you look back at how they got here, it helps you understand what happened, but also teaches you how to avoid things in your own life, but, you know, how to improve your destiny. You can take that to Mm -hmm. your own heart. How did I get where I am today? Then I got to go back to the details and the actions that I took in my past to figure out how I arrived at my situation today. And and not just go back, but what's the point of going back and revisiting all those things if it's not to confront and change mm-hmm. some of the attitudes and behaviors and mindsets but if bring you, them back yeah. under un, or into alignment mm-hmm. underneath the lord and his grace and mercy and protection but if you don't know what they are you have no hope of changing them exactly mm-hmm. so so in chapter 25 the lord speaks through jeremiah to all the people and says that they're going to go into captivity mm-hmm. and he says he also encourages them 
to repent. Repent now, everyone, of his evil way and his evil doings, and dwell in the land the Lord has given to you and your fathers forever and ever. Don't go after other gods and serve them and worship them. Don't provoke me, that is the Lord, to anger with the works of your hands, and I will not harm you. But then he says, yet you have not listened to me, that you might provoke me to anger with the works of your hands to your own hurt. And in verse 9 he says, I'm going to send and take all the families of the north, says the Lord, and Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, will bring them against this land, against its inhabitants, against these nations all around, and will utterly destroy them and make them an astonishment, a hissing, and perpetual desolations. And he continues. Yes, he's also going to judge Babylon. But then, um, lost my place here. Oh, so again, he instructs the nation of Israel that he's going to bring them to the land of the Chaldeans. And in verse 12, very plainly, he states, for their iniquity, for sin. Sin separates us from the Lord. It's something that we should be aware of. right? In Scripture, he also tells Jeremiah, hey, if you can teach the people, well, bring yourself back in alignment, but also teach the people how to separate the holy from the profane, we should be able to distinguish the difference. Right? Yes. Okay. And then, as other scripture says, and Paul writes, nothing can separate us from the love of God. We have to bring it in, repent, bring it back in under alignment with him, with his plan. But again, right, then the Lord, and this is the other interesting part for this chapter, Jeremiah 25, 15 through 17. Thus says the Lord God of Israel to me, take this wine cup from my hand and cause all the nations to whom I send you to drink it. And they will drink and swagger and go mad because of the sword that I will send among them. Then I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations drink to whom the Lord had sent me. Now we can look at this a couple different ways. Yes, in this instance, the Lord said what he said concerning Israel. But as you see in those last three verses, it applies to all of us, to everyone. The Lord is sending a message here saying, hey, Everybody, come in to me. Let me be the Lord. You be my people. Right? Yes. There are consequences for all. Whether you choose to believe and follow the Lord or not. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And then he continues and says, hey, like all these things are going to happen. Right? And um, and it is, it's interesting because in... Verses 27 through 29, he says, hey, Judah's going to drink this cup first. Right? Which also confirms other scripture. Judgment begins in the house. Right? He expected the priests and and his kings, the, the ones that he appointed to lead the people to be clean first, to be sanctified or set apart, to minister to the Lord. Does that make sense? Yes. And then after Judah is to drink of the cup first, he sends all the nations, right? He sent, or Jeremiah, that is, is sent to all the nations, especially to the leaders, right? Which we see beginning in verse 34. So 
So there's that. But then if we also turn to Jeremiah chapter 29. I believe it was 29. Yes, Jeremiah writes a letter to the captives. You were going to read that, Bobby? That section? You said which verses? Um. Mm-hmm. Was twenty? Hold on. Let me sit. Let me give me a second here. Oh, it's actually twenty-seven, chapter twenty-seven. Excuse me, verses eighteen through twenty-two. Okay. But if they are prophets, and if the word of the Lord is with them, let them mount. Let them now make intercession to the Lord of Hosts, that the vessels which are left in the house of the Lord, in the house of the King of Judah. And at Jerusalem, do not go to Babylon. For thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the pillars, concerning the sea, concerning the carts, and concerning the remainder remainder of the vessels that remain in the city, which Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, did not take when he carried away captive Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, from Jerusalem to Babylon, and all the nobles of Judah and Jerusalem. Yes, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, concerning the vessels that remain in the house of the Lord, and in the house of the king of Judah and of Jerusalem, that shall be, they shall be carried away to Babylon, and there shall be until the day that I visit them, says the Lord. Then I'll bring them up and restore them to this place. So you see, even the Lord, right, when he states something, there is a purpose, Right? He said this is what's going to befall people because of their iniquity. But it, again, it's not going to last forever. Right? There's the opportunity to come back. Right? And he says, I'm going to bring them back. I'm going to, they'll remain in the place where I put them until the day that I visit them. And I'll bring them up and I'll restore them. It's nothing that, again, nothing that we can do of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that exactly what's said about the Holy Spirit? That we need him. With, yeah. And the Lord says, without me, you can do nothing. So we see the same promise and I'll say command of the Lord, but uh, instruction of the Lord, his ways given to us here. Or uh, we see it demonstrated here. It's a better way to phrase that. So it's demonstrated in here. The whole point and purpose of any type of discipline from the Lord is for us to turn back to him, to he first exposes the wrongdoing. He addresses it so that we can address it in our lives and uproot it from our lives and replace that with truth, which is him, his word, what he says to us. When we do that, it prevents us from returning back to the place or, or committing the same actions or deeds. You know, when God, he steps in to correct us, it's for the preservation of our destiny. Mm-hmm. Not only the destiny in the this lifetime, but the ultimate destiny in our future, which is in the eternal life to come. So anytime he corrects us, is in preservation of that. He doesn't want anybody to be separated from him. And he knows if we continue down that track, we are ultimately going to lose the life that is so important, which is eternal life. But also... It affects the destiny that he's planned for us now and the the duration of our natural life as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why in chapter... And quality of life, sorry. Oh, no, you're good, honey. 
And that's why in chapter 29, right, we'll read verses 10 through 13. Jeremiah please. 29? Yes. For thus says the Lord, after seventy years are completed at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word towards you, and cause you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you have searched for me with all your heart. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'll bring this up because it confirms exactly what we were just talking about. Where yes, the Lord, the Lord does discipline us, and it, even in here, it spells out the exact point and purpose is to return to Him. <laughs> but let's not. Let's also address that in between what we read in chapter twenty-seven and in twenty-nine, that there were false prophets that came up and said, "No, it's not going to be seven years. It's only going to be two, and it's going to be light." And <laughs> right. In other words, trying to give the people false hope, right? Something else to trust in. Which in turn causes them to not believe God because he's not in the false hope. Exactly. He's only in the truth of what he's already said, and then thereby it turns them away from him. Their their faith and their hope turns from him, and then ultimately their actions, because if God said, be here, and now you're spending your time trying to get out of it, are you in obedience or disobedience? Disobedience. Oh, you know that <laughs> firsthand experience, huh? We <laughs> all know that, that so confidently. We we oh, all know that God. though, mm-hmm. right? If we if we truly just consider our own actions in life, mm-hmm. truth is so important. It to, absolutely to admit is. what it actually is that we're doing or not doing, and see it appropriately and according to the way that God sees it, because then it helps curtail what we're doing. It helps guide us and direct us into the appropriate place. Yes. Now I also bring up the word of the false prophet Ananiah, right? Because isn't that human nature or the sin nature, which is to look for a way of escape, a way to, to mm-hmm. I'll say, wiggle out of the consequence that is at hand? Absolutely. When God is the one that said he provides a way of escape. Exactly. If it's something that's coming against you that's not from him, he provides the way of escape. But even when he does lead us into hard testing, he provides the way of escape. Jesus was led into hard testing in the wilderness. 40 days of not eating, and then an encounter with Satan, I'd say that's hard testing. But <laughs> God is the one who provides the way of escape, not we escape for ourselves. So subtle details, all the difference between being in the authentic word and plan of the Lord and Man. being in something counterfeit, and the details. Yes. But then it doesn't stop there, right? Because as we pointed out, they believed in something other than God, mm-hmm. the word of man not the word of the Lord, and what he said, and why he said what he said. So if we could, please turn to Jeremiah 42. What verse, honey? Oh, we're going to read verses 5 through 12. Okay. So they said to Jeremiah, Let the Lord be a true and faithful witness between us, if we do not do according to everything which the Lord your God sends us by you. Whether it is pleasing or displeasing, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God, to whom we send you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. And it happened after ten days that the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he called Jahan, jo- Johan. Johan, the son of Kira. 
Kara. Yes. Well, that's good, sir. We can move. All the captains of the forces which were with them, and all the people from the least even to the greatest, and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your petition, petition before him. If you will still remain in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down, and I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought upon you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord. For I am with you to save you and deliver you from his hand. And I will show you mercy, that he may not that he may have mercy on you, and cause you to return to your own land. Mm-hmm. So, as we were just ta- discussing, it's human nature, or part of the sin nature, to look for a an easy way out, a way to avoid what our actions have caused. And you see, this same thing is continued here, mm-hmm. where. They're still looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Although their words said, we're going to be pleasing to the Lord. We're going to be, uh, and by pleasing, I mean obedient to the Lord. We'll cooperate. With whatever mm-hmm. the Lord says, whether it's good, right? Or, and by good, I mean whether it's easy and it pleasing to us, to us, right? Or whether, it, or sounds good. whether yeah. it sounds painful. We're mm-hmm. going to be obedient to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, what they're saying is, we know it's in our best interest. We're going to obey the voice of our God. Mm-hmm. But in here, you also see, uh, as it continues, that they're still looking for a way of escape. They're saying one thing with their mouths, but their actions, what they're doing and contemplating and looking to how they're looking to escape is contrary to what their their words are. Mm-hmm. That's all well, two standards as being double-minded. Right, that where's the obedience to the Lord in that? So the Lord also addresses and says, "Hey, if you try to run to Egypt, um, you're going to be punished. They're also going to be taken over by Nebuchadnezzar. So, so there is no escape from the Lord. What He says, mm-hmm. His decrees are are just that. They're going to happen." He's faithful to uphold his word. Mm-hmm. And I want to point out two things real quick. Mm-hmm. God gave us our five senses, right? Sight, touch, smell, hearing. What's the last one? Yes. He gave us those for our interaction with the world around us, but also as a, a means of preservation. So just humanity in its simplest form so we won't die prematurely. When something's hot, we go, oh, when it, we see mm-hmm. that it's dangerous, we don't go there because that means peril on the other other side of it. He gave us that for our protection, but he never intended or meant for it to be raised up above his word mm-hmm. and served in opposition to him. Does that make sense? It's a tool, it not a God. And then, um, what was the last thing you said, Annie? Um. The word of the Lord is true. It's going to happen. He decreed it. He's faithful to uphold his word, regardless of what that word is. Okay, now I remember. I'm sorry. I had to track uh, uh, my thought. <laughs> yes, I knew, I knew you'd come to it. <laughs> okay, the grace of God. Mm-hmm. God is not punishing him. No. Them. Here's the, understand this. 
When God tells you to be in a location and be doing a certain thing, his grace is on you being in that location Absolutely. and doing that certain thing. That means that's where his protection is. The grace of God is where we get our protection. That's where we get our, our provision, right? So they had provision to remain where they were and do whatever it was that God told them to do. That's the same thing for us. But when you depart and make your own plan, now you've exposed yourself to the wicked one who is always, what does he do? He goes about as a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. And who is it that's available for the devouring? The one who's left their place and their abode and the covering of the most high God. So it's not God going, I'm going to cut you down and chop you up. But he's saying, hey, my covering is right here. That's my mama voice. <laughs> the covering is here. If you are not here and in this location with this position and attitude, you have ex- exposed yourself to the wicked one. And guess what's out there? The, Ultimately the death. Not, steal, kill, stealing, killing, and destroying. And it just so happens that it comes in the form of these things. So stay here and live. Depart and you will have to face whatever's out there on your own because God's back here saying we're on this. This is our, our place. This is our topic. This is where And the this is what I've protection. provided for you. You see that Absolutely. through in verses and 9 the through provision. 12. Right? Even with Elijah, when he was running from Jezebel, and he was by the brook, mm-hmm. and the angel came and woke him up and gave him the cake and the jar of water and said, you need this? Let's go. Now it's time for you to go somewhere else. If Elijah, the brook dro- dried up, right? Yes. If Elijah had stayed there going, no, God, I'm going to be right here because this is what I think is best, he would have been hungry and alone. Ultimately not made it if he had to remain there. And he would have died. But he got up and ran on to where God said, this is, I prepared a widow there to take care of you. So God sent the provision to the widow of Zarephath. But if Elijah had demanded, no, I want the brook, he would have been a little skeleton (laughs) sitting under that tree waiting. Jezebel may have came up and hacked him up and found him. Who knows? Because he's exited the grace of God. And now it becomes disobedience. See how those things work together? Obedience yes. and covering by the grace of God mm-hmm. to preserve you and keep you, supply you and sustain you. But he went on and there he found the next phase of provision. So it's not, oh, it's one thing for one and something different for the others. It looks the same He's everywhere. the same God. Absolutely. Understand his ways and his nature. And, and let's also reflect on something. When did he tell them, hey, you're going to prosper there? I'm looking out for you. So take peace in that. Have peace as a result, right? Peace I give, not as the world gives. Mm -hmm. Even in the trials, the struggles, the challenges, Mm -hmm. he's already made a way. And he tells them that repeatedly, starting in in chapter 29 of Jeremiah. And here we are in chapter 42, and he's he's repeating himself. Hey, I've made a a place for you. I'm going to show you mercy, and not only that, but the king himself of this nation that I'm sending you to is going to show you mercy. Mm-hmm. I've already provided the favor for exactly. you there. Just go ahead and be a part of it. That's it. <clears throat> and then, if we could, go to chapter 52 of Jeremiah. And it's really from verse 12 to the end of the chapter that you can see all the things that the Lord has described when Isaiah and throughout much of Jeremiah begins... Oh, it takes place. It happens. It comes to pass. Right? The temple and the city, they're plundered. They're burned. People go into captivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that's in verses 12 through 15. Mm-hmm. 
it talks about uh, verses 17 through 23, the temple riches are taken, right? And it even talks about the pillars, the sea. Now, the sea, I, I didn't bring this up earlier, is not the ocean. It is the, the basin that was used for washing and purifying, right? Mm, okay. So that is what is meant by the sea. Just provide a little, mm-hmm. little clarity there. Thank you, honey. Because <laughs> um, you can look at that. It says sea and it's capitalized, red, right? Like, how do you uh, carry the Red Sea, the Sea of Galilee, right, any of those? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. The Mediterranean, like how does this, that doesn't make sense. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like God so, can do miracles, but wow. <laughs> right, exactly. And so then it says, in verse 20, right, it says, the two pillars, one sea, the 12 bronze bulls, which were under it, right? So, Mm-hmm. So they were holding up this, um, I'll say, basin mm-hmm. to, to wash in, right? So all the things that the Lord said. And then in verse 24 on to the end of the chapter, it talks about the people. The people go into captivity. Everything the Lord had said came to pass. The people had to trust the Lord that in spite of all of this destruction, right? Because the Lord also said, hey, and, you know, people ask, how, how do I escape? And the Lord said, hey, no, those are destined to go where they're destined to go. Mm-hmm. Those are captivity to captivity, those that die by the sword, die by the sword, those, right? All those things were going to take place. Mm-hmm. Is it the Lord that was doing it? No. No. People, because of their iniquity, which is what we addressed mm-hmm. at the beginning, mm-hmm. opened themselves up or gave the enemy adversary mm-hmm. the devil a foothold to wreak havoc and destruction in their life mm-hmm. and just god's habit and his pattern and his the way he does things just like he did with moses and the children of israel he said hey i put before you life and death this this is it is what it is choose life these things are out here if you mm-hmm. if you walk with me and you stay in my grace and under my covering the the pinions or the shadow of the almighty here it is a blessing and good for you if you decide to depart from that, all these things will overtake you, all, all the curse, all the negative, all the bad things that you don't want to happen. He did the same thing with them there. He said, if you try to run, this is what awaits you. Exactly. If you follow me, I've got you. I'm going to do good for you. I'm paraphrasing. That's Kamisha's version. <laughs> if you follow me, it's good for you. I've got you. I'll take care of you, which is his promise all the way. Right? Across the board, yes. beginning of the word to the Genesis to Revelation, we hear our God saying these same things. And even here, he followed his own pattern exactly. of declaring to you before it happens, here's what it is. Choose life that you and your seed may live. Do you hear a different tone in what he's saying to them? Maybe different words to articulate it, but it's the same thing, ultimately. And the one he said, some that are going for the, destined for the sword and, and to perish and all of that, he knows what we're going to choose. Exactly. But, 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 but. Although he knows our choice, he does not take away our, our ability to have options. He still presents to us life, even though he knows when we will refuse him. He still gives us a chance. He doesn't mm-hmm. prejudge us for what he knows we're already going to do. He gives us a chance. He didn't take away their chance either. He just said, okay, when you make your choice, know that this is on the other side of it. So they were exactly. predestined, not that he forced them, but he knew what they would choose, thereby forming their destiny. That's it. And and as you pointed out, honey, he always reveals the plan beforehand. Mm-hmm. Always. That's why it said in, in Habakkuk, right? Write down the vision. Make it plain so that those that read it can run. Mm-hmm. Run to the Lord. Right? Let's present it. Let's repent. Let's turn from our, our iniquity, our sin, our evil ways. 
bring it back in under alignment with the Lord, make mm-hmm. things right with Him, repair, mm-hmm. restore, or or come into a relationship with Him, and move forward in Him, in the things of Him, trusting Him, having faith that He's able to do all that He said He would do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And He's a good God. Exactly, because He's a good God. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, I, I know these things. I, I have plans to give you a future and a hope. Mm-hmm. Not for calamity and destruction. Let's trust him that he can do that. Let's let him be God and not try to find our own way. Mm -hmm. So I know there was a lot, and we didn't cover much of Daniel. This is about this. This this is is the book of Daniel, despite how it started out in the beginning. But this is important that we all recognize or understand the why in the book of Daniel, Daniel and Mm -hmm. the children of Israel are experiencing these things. And up they're and, oh, they're sorry, written down so that we can understand, that we can learn and grow from the mistakes that were made and not repeat them ourselves, but in righteousness, being pure and holy, as the Lord intended for us to be, move forward in Him. Mm-hmm. And those of us on this side of history can understand how to perceive and hold in context the things that are happening Absolutely. in the book of Daniel. So. Let's, let's pause there for today, and we'll continue tomorrow. Catch up on those scriptures that we, we talked about in reference. Yes. Read through those chapters all the way so you're ready to rock and roll tomorrow. Amen. All right, can I get a volunteer to close us in prayer, please? I will. All right, go. In your name, Lord Jesus, Lord, we just thank you for today, God, and we thank you that you're a good God and that you have grace and you have mercy for us, God, that even in correction, God, you still have a way to Restore us back to you, God, mm-hmm. and that you're faithful to keep us, God, and that you'll bring to pass everything, every word that you've spoken concerning us, God. Yes, Lord. We just believe you, God, and declare you faithful, and we say thank you, and help us see and to do our part to make sure that every word you spoke concerning us comes to pass, God. We thank you for keeping our listeners, God, and that you bring in the partners, God. You bring in the harvest. Lord, we ask that you bless them in all areas and aspects of their life, God. We ask that you keep their feet and make them steady and assure them, God, so they can follow you wholeheartedly. Lord, we ask that you bless them in everything that they need, God, and keep them in their ways and their children, God, and bless their families, keep their families whole. And that you make them whole, God, and you give them everything they need that they will not want financially, but they will only want you, God, and everything else will be added to them. Yes. We ask all these things and we thank you in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And we will look forward to fellowshipping with you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. God bless. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.